This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, this is BJ. Thanks for listening to our show's podcast. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you should check out my other podcast, BJ Shea's Geek Nation. We have new episodes every day, and you can check it out at bjgeeknation.com. Your driver's license is important so you can get back and forth to work, get your kids to school, and back and forth to daycare. If your license has been suspended because you can't pay your tickets, you can't do any of those things. Let's talk about Chapter 13 bankruptcy. You may have heard the tickets cannot be discharged, but they can be dealt with in a Chapter 13 case. Why not come in for a free consultation? The chapter you choose will make all the difference to your getting back legally on the road. Let's design a plan to pay off your tickets and restore your license immediately. I'm attorney Travis Gagné. Please contact me today at ChooseTheRightChapter.com. That's ChooseTheRightChapter.com. 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. I love hearing stories like this because, you know, for whatever reason, people who are in charge of everything, like the people that bring the money in the case of like movie studios, they think they know everything. And director James Cameron was talking about how the studio executives said, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not our first pick. That was not the guy they wanted to play Terminator. They had their eye on somebody else who they thought would be better. Now, I'd, Danny I DeVito. Danny be, DeVito yeah. was the guy. Yeah, and awesome. I mean, would have, that would, I mean, it would be fun. But how about they wanted, I mean, they wanted O.J. Simpson. The studio executive said, hey, James, how about we put O.J. Simpson as the Terminator? Very early on, a uh, uh, highly place person at one of the two studios that funded that that film had a, a brilliant idea called called me up and said are you sitting down <laughs> i said well no i'm not he said are you sitting down <laughs> oj simpson from terminator i said i i actually think that's a bad idea i actually didn't go anywhere but i think it's historically interesting yeah, I mean, could you imagine if that did? Because there was a time where OJ, I mean, prior, before all the craziness that happened with the guy, he was doing a lot of Hollywood. He was doing a lot of movies. So I can understand why he was like a popular guy to maybe go with. But then you could never look back on that that film franchise the same way again. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just love the fact that, you know, there are casting directors. There are people that that's their job is to put people in movies that they think would be great and they'll work with directors. You know, a studio executive, like, you don't know anything but how to make money. I mean, really. I mean, that's what you know how to do. You know how to get people to put money in your projects. But, you know, what do you know about making movies as far as casting and like that? And I'm happy that James said, no, that's not a great, that's not a good idea. I, I don't know if he had his mind on R.R. Schwarzenegger at all in the first place, if he thought that was a better choice. Mm -hmm. um, you know, O.J. was, look, 
in spite of all the history, OJ was okay as an actor, but uh, something about Arnold, man, it was a magic you just didn't know you wanted. That's very true. But uh, yeah, you can't say like acting chops wise, OJ and Arnold may be on the same level, but look wise, obviously Arnold had a certain look to him, but I mean, I'm not trying to, I can't even think of anyone else that would make sense to be maybe John Travolta. You know, when he had the long hair, like, and staying alive. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah, that would piss off Arnold. Oh, yeah. But this is kind of uh, finally proved, in a sense, the internet rumor that's been going around forever, that the reason why they didn't pick him was because he wouldn't have been convincing as a killer. That's hilarious. So that's been floating around oh, the internet really? forever. Yeah, they didn't oh, that's think hysterical. I mean, not he, funny but, reasons, yes. but yeah. yeah. Interesting. It, yeah. Like, wow. he didn't fell out, out say that in, in this little interview here, but... I'm not surprised. Well, because OJ was doing really some hokey movies. Like, Naked like Gun. Was, yeah, he was, a, he was a comedy actor. Whereas Arnold at the time, what, before that, he was Conan the Barbarian yeah. and the Pumping Iron movie, which was more like a documentary. So, I mean, he, wasn't, he hadn't yet crossed over to do silly films. Yeah, I have never heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger before that. And obviously, we would have heard of O.J. Simpson. I, I mean, I get why exec, executives want big names for yep. Flash. But my gosh, it is such a short-term, you know, it really just is a short-term way of thinking. I and mean, that's, I think, got to be a problem when you're doing anything that's artistic and creative and you think you've got something special. Is that, you know, you let's get a flashy name. It's like, uh, you know. and uh, But, I, you know, I, I, uh, I think of the Star Wars movies and I think the flashy name, I guess, was... Was, you know, Alec Guinness because he was an established actor, but, you know, he was an old guy. Yeah. Um, but God, who knows who they wanted in those iconic roles, you know, uh, that, that I can't imagine anybody else being, you know, Han, Luke, or Leia. Um, so, yeah, that, um, I love that. Joe J. Simpson is the Terminator. Oh, man. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, wow. We wouldn't have any I'll Be Backs or any of that kind of thing. Man, we, I don't, we, we've had any of that? All those stupid catchphrases? Well, I mean, it's, wouldn't OJ be saying them? Yeah, it would just be said differently. It wouldn't be as funny. Yeah. I don't know if he, did he come up, see, I have to, I, I, I don't know if I'm making this up in my head. I thought he came up with those himself, but I could be wrong. I don't think so. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I mean, he was an, uh, a relatively unknown actor. That he's just like, you know what, I've got an idea for what these lines should be. You know, I feel like they had everything already mapped out for him. Yeah, I just know with his accent, sometimes maybe he was like, you know what, I can say it better like this, or if I say less words, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Your car. Uh, oh, uh, apparently it was written originally as, I'll come back, but then he said the simple line, I'll be back. So technically, technically he did it. Yeah. He did do it. He did, you know. He just and changed it just a bit. Yeah, I'll come back is to not as cool as, I'll be back. Imagine <laughs> working behind the scenes and be like, this guy's got three words to say and he screwed it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What if it was? Yeah, it's like I. You really, really are. Oh, right, whatever. It's like good enough. Films, yeah. films not cheap. We're done. You can't just like digitally erase it. Like you, you wasted the film on that scene. Variety, for some reason, said, "Hey, speaking of movies, let's talk to Steven Spielberg and ask him his favorite Seth Rogen stoner movie." Which. Because um, they were like oh, on a red carpet together. Oh, that's why. So, yeah, okay. like, like, oh. It's already <laughs> random enough as it is, but they're like next to each other. And so like, I think the person thought it'd be funny to be like, hey, Seth, Seth Rogen's right here. What's your favorite Seth Rogen stoner film? God, I hate stuff like that. Because what if Steven hasn't seen any of his? I'm like, he knows he's good. Uh, you know, seen a few clips here and there and goes, yeah, this is the kind of guy I want in there. But what if he doesn't have any idea of his movies? Oh, he's like, I hate all of his movies. Yeah. I never watched oh. a single one of them. <laughs> well, at that point, lean into it and troll him. Yeah, right. like who, who, what, what guy are you talking about? In what movies? Yeah. 
So I will say that out of this, though, what was a pretty big revelation uh, as he did uh, as he did share um, what his favorite um, Seth Rogen stoner movie was. Having never been stoned, I don't see them as stoner movies. I see them as movies about a police officer giving solid sound advice to a young, impressionable person. (laughs) One day. Oh, I love Seth Rogen's laugh. It's almost like someone's doing an impression of Seth Rogen. I know. Like, is that Justin Ruppel or is that really Seth Rogen? And is Seth trying to hint, hint that he's going to get Steven Spielberg stoned? Dude, how about Steven Spielberg? I'm sorry. He he pretty much was around for that, like the, the dawning of the Stone Age, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and, you, know, <laughs> you know, basically he was in the 60s when that was all yeah. going on. He's never been stoned. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm not that surprised, though. I never got the vibe that Steven Spielberg was a stoner. Although E.T. is kind of a... Well... It seems like he came from the mind of us. Like, I, I don't want to call them cameos, but they weren't the stars. But boy, when they were on screen, they were amazing. Ooh, my number one Seth Rogen... All of his movies are stoner movies, I feel like. Uh, my number one Seth Rogen one would be The Pineapple Express. I still haven't seen that movie. You watch that today. Mm. Yeah, I... Go uh, home right now. Uh, all right, see ya. Yeah. Now, what about Knocked Up? Wasn't he kind of a stoner loser yeah, in that? Yeah. yeah, so I think that's a good one for him. Again, because it surprised me. When you know somebody, it you know, it's tough for me because you go, oh, he's I know this role. It didn't, you know, when you first see an actor be amazing, like when we first saw Will Ferrell be Will Ferrell, yeah, it's so, you know, that's a great moment when you go, this guy's the greatest. First time we ever saw Jim Carrey, like, be typical Jim Carrey. So for me, Knocked Up is when I was like, oh, this is Seth Rogen, man. This is awesome. I mean, knocked Up, Four-Year-Old Virgin. I feel like those were like, yeah, that's good. those are good ones as well. Well, he yeah. was like, I feel like that was the very first time I ever saw him was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. So when I saw Knocked Up, I'm like, oh, same guy. And I'm with BJ. I think that's probably number one, if not number two, on my list of Seth Rogen movies. What about hey, this yeah. is the end? Oh, that was a good one, too. It's a good one. I, I, but again, not my favorite Seth oh. Rogen movie, but it's a good movie. Neighbors. Oh, Neighbors! Oh, great. I forgot neighbors about that. Was awesome. I did love Neighbors. Yeah. yeah, and he was a little different in that, wasn't he? More the straight laced guy in that one. Well, well, he was a dad, new parents. Yeah. he's a dad, but then he still goes and parties. With yeah, his wife uh, yeah. All right. Zac Efron and gets yeah. uh, very wasted. What was the Christmas one? Uh, the night before. The night before. Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Oh, I don't even think I've seen that one. I you think- don't. No. Oh, it's a super fun I, one. You should watch well, wait, it. Wait, maybe I have. Was that where they where they all had their weird Christmas sweaters? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I did see that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's it a had fun like movie. Anthony Mackie in it. Yeah. Joseph, oh, that's Joseph right. Yep. Yep. I forgot about Anthony Mackie. That was like the first time I'd ever seen Anthony Mackie and didn't realize he was the same dude that was in all the Marvel movies. That was a good movie. Texter said, uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah. I like that movie. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the best Seth Rogen movie, but that's a fun movie. I actually like uh, Elizabeth Banks. Is that who it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her in that movie. Uh, I like her a lot, actually. I think she's really talented. You know which is a really weird movie, but I watched it on the plane one time, and it's all Seth Rogen. It's called An American Pickle. I've heard about that. I don't know that movie. It's actually not bad. I, I like It was one of the free movies that I had on one of my flights one time, and I was like, oh, I'll watch it. And it's like about uh, this, like, Seth Rogen, he, like, back in the day gets dropped in a pickle brine and gets preserved and then comes back and meets his, gra- his great-great-grandson in New York. Oh, whoa, look at this. And is he playing it straight or is he, is he Seth Rogen? Uh, yeah, a little bit of both. Oh, look at him, and he looks like he's an Amish guy with that beard. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the great, that's the guy that gets pickled. 
Oh, wow. Oh, He's wow. He's been in some weird movies, man, when you really think about it. Like, some of them have been a little bit out there. And, about sausage wow. Party? I was going to say Sausage Party. Yeah. 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 44% audience. But I enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was like, it's like, don't go into it expecting, like, the best movie ever, but it's it's a pretty good one. <laughs> that should have been the slogan. Don't right. go into this thinking this is the best movie ever. Right. Let me ask you this, Danny, because sometimes people go into a movie expecting a Seth Rogen movie and they don't get that. Like there's a Will Ferrell movie, the whatever, the unhappiness or whatever, whatever it was, you know, you see Will Ferrell's name on there and you go, wait a minute, he's playing it completely straight. This isn't Will. Would you say that a, a typical Seth Rogen fan would be disappointed in no. the Pickle movie? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, no. All right. Well, I don't know why the critics and the, the audience were so far off then. You guys remember Observe and Report? That was a fun one when he's like a oh, mall cop or whatever it was. about that, yeah. I, kind think, of, yeah. I think we forgot about that because we were too focused on Paul Blart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Paul Blart was better. Yeah. Hot take, but it was. Fair. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Never thought we would be having, a, you know, really a comparison to those movies. But yeah, you know what? If you're making a Mount Rushmore of uh, mall cop movies, I feel like both of them would be on it. Um, twice. Any other ones? <laughs> Can I just say that nobody would make a Mount Rushmore of mock-up movies? I mean, yeah, nobody would do that. Uh, we got an 82-year-old man that was able to retire thanks to TikTok. Oh, I'll tell you how at 817 on The Rock. BJ and Migs, mornings on The Rock. 99.9 KISW. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KISW, The Rock of Seattle. An 82-year-old Walmart employee out of Maryland was finally able to retire. I, you know, I recently saw this old dude at a restaurant, man, and he was bussing stuff and he looked like he was in his 80s. And I'm like, man, does he want to be doing this or does he have to be doing this? Yeah. Because if he wants to do it, I get that. Like, keeps your mind active. You're still around people. And by, and sometimes you hear about people who stop doing something and then they just kind of like wither away or something along those lines. Whereas if you're still moving, still being around younger people, it keeps you young. It's hard to know because, you know, I, 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 that's why, you know, if, if a guy wants to, sure. This guy apparently, though, really wanted to retire but couldn't. And so this story went viral on TikTok. And how about people raised $100,000 for this guy using GoFundMe? And here's the dude that started the GoFundMe. His name is Rory. He's also, uh, and also he's got a former Walmart employee, uh, Walmart employee, Butch, talking about the amazing feeling of Butch being able to finally retire. It's got your name on it. For $108,682.85. Love you, man. I love you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I don't say I really deserve it. I just like to talk to people and get yeah. along with people. Just never dreamed that this would happen. You know, and I'm, I'm just so excited for him. Very happy. Yeah. But feel like a new man. That'd be funny if he just blew all that money like in the next few months, just going crazy. He's like, "Scare away, I'm old and I have a hundred thousand dollars." I mean, I don't know. I'm no financial guy, clearly, 
But at 82, is that going to be, an, I mean, unless he had X amount of dollars, he just needed that much more to get him to the point where a retirement was possible? Well, that's a good question. Like, how much is he living off of? Because in Seattle, get, you know, that's not going to help him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's getting his Walmart salary, and that whatever that is, uh, it's probably not. Yeah. I would imagine the Walmart salary, if he's minimum wage, you got to whatever, you know, whoever can do the math on that. Maybe it's what twenty to between twenty and thirty thousand dollars a year. So that will keep him going for three or four more years without working at all. That hundred. Yeah, that's what I wonder. I mean, he had to have maybe had enough set aside that like you're good until I'm like ninety something, but then add the hundred grand. He's like, okay, now I'm good. I'm out. Yeah, I mean the life the life expectancy for people they say is seventy six years old, and and for dudes we go quicker than women usually, and yeah, you know my financial guys go, oh I got you set up until you're ninety. I go, wow, you have not been watching my diet, sir. If you yeah, think but what you like, that long? What if he's like, yeah, you're good until sixty nine, BJ. Then, yeah, nice. And then all of a sudden you turn like seventy five. You're like, well, now I'm broke because yeah. I didn't factor I was going to make it this far. Well, dude, I, you know it's weird because I hit a milestone. I am as old as my mother was when she passed away, and that is a weird thing yeah. in my brain. It's like, oh, I didn't realize it. I was just, you know, I was like, oh, we're, talk- we're having some conversation, and I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, my mother was older than my dad, but I don't know how much older she was. So then I went and I looked and checked some records, and I'm like, holy crap, she was 62 years old when she passed away. I'm like, whoa. Nothing makes you feel better about life than thinking about that, huh? Well, I got to get to 63. Oh, so Again, you, she uh, was 62. There, <laughs> did you guys have a bet? I no, but here, new mom. here's what it is. With the passing of Dory Monson, you know, you think about it. You know, whenever somebody, you know, you know goes who's in your home. age group. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I started just thinking about these things. And then when I was looking at my mother, I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, this is. Which is kind uh, of funny. Not funny. like. Odd because I thought about that too. With the when you talk about like celebrity passings and when it hits you, it's like because of uh, Jeremiah Green, the, the drummer from Modest Mouse. When we talked about that, yeah, he was in his mid to late forties, and you know, it's it cancer. Obviously, that's something that can hit you at any age. But you know, when you get a little bit older and you start getting in your forties and your fifties, you start thinking about that. And you see someone that's kind of like a, a peer level as far as age. You're like, oh man, you, know, you like to think you're doing everything you can, but that's something that you have, you know, just have no control over other than trying to get it detected. Obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to keep my brain young because that, it, focusing on stuff like that, and if that's all I focus on, next thing you know, I am that old person mm-hmm. that that's all I talk about. On the, and, well, and on the opposite side too, like I, I think about like my mom and Pete Carroll are the same age, and it's like Pete is out there every every week, and you see him hoops. just, well, it's like, and even just like the way the energy he has yeah. inside, it's like my mom could not do that at all. Like even like when he was jumping, when uh, because she doesn't chew enough gum and wear those white. Uh, that's Nikes. the reason. Exactly, you need true. to buy her some white Nikes. I should and get her some gum. Air Carols, yeah, yeah. get the Air Carols. But that's just, why uh, it was so special when your mom said, "I look like I was her age." That's so no, special yeah. for well, me. Well, I hear mean, that. you really do. So yeah, that's great. Thanks, mm-hmm. thanks for that. Uh, hey, you guys know that Hugh Jackman kid, don't you? Never heard of him. Yeah, uh, it really was a great we, we, one of our favorite interviews because we asked him to sing a song that he sang uh, on an award show, and he just did it in the morning without I'm any warm up. Of human excrement. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just uh, you got to love a guy that's like, sure, whatever, let's have fun. Uh, Hugh just did an interview where he shared that he did not know what a Wolverine was when he actually took on that iconic role for the X-Men movies, which is right now, I think, over 20 years ago. 
I had never read the comic book. I got the part. In Australia, we don't have wolverines. I didn't know that was a real animal. I'd never heard of a wolverine. I thought it was a made-up animal, you know. And so I was doing rehearsal, and I at the IMAX, they had this documentary about wolves, and I was like, oh, perfect, because obviously I'm part wolf. So I did this, and I went in with all these wolf moves, and I was doing these moves, and the director said, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I was just thinking how wolves are always looking like this because they're actually smelling. They've got their nose to the ground. That's why they're looking like this all the time. And he goes, what do you mean a wolf? And I said, well, you know, Wolverine. I'm a part wolf, so I thought I didn't. And he goes, no, you're a Wolverine. I said, it's no Wolverines. And he goes, I think you need to go to the zoo. (laughs) Dude, I used to think a Wolverine was like a wolf thing, too. That's kind of funny that when I remember the first time ever seeing what a Wolverine looked like, I'm like, that's what it is? The only reason that I knew what a Wolverine was was because of the Michigan football team. That's yeah. the, the that's the, the Michigan yeah. State football team. I uh, that, that's the the only reason I would know. I think it's Michigan State, right? Well, one of those Michigan. Yeah, that was just Michigan. The Michigan. Yeah, Wolverines. and um, I only know because a certain wrestler used to wrestle, and he was like a college. You know, that yeah. was like part of his gimmick. Yeah, so uh, that uh, that's the only reason I know is because of the college football team. Uh, that I'm like I knew it was a that we, that it was a thing and not like you know otherwise I'd be like Hugh Jackman I have no idea what it is. See, even with the Michigan Wolverines for the longest time I just thought it was some kind of a nod to a wolf as well. <laughs> so I mean I'm, I I can't can't fault them. I, I clearly in one instance at least I could say I share the same brain as Hugh Jackman. Boy, that you know I think Hugh has decided to never call in our show. Again. I was going to say that probably hurts him to his core. Yeah, why why would you you know we wanted to we want him to call back someday. Yeah. Uh, there's a thread that's going around online where people are talking about the cranky boomer opinions. Oh, BJ, this is your poll. That actually other generations agree with. Ah, damn it. (laughs) 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 There you go. You know, look, uh, yes, we're getting cranky. Uh, but, you know, every once in a while, people go, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Pops over there has a point. Mm. Um. It'll be fun to see which ones we agree with as well. Agreed. Yeah, and, you know, look, we boomers did not have this as much as millennials and Gen Zs had. And that is basically sharing way too much on social media. Uh, and and when I say sh- sharing, not mm-hmm. being on social media, but sharing way too much on social media. And you've heard me say this before. You know, who would go to a company bulletin board, which is where everything, everyone can see what you're doing if you're working for a company, and post on all of the personal information that you post on your Facebook Dude, page? I and joke, that's what people do. I joke about it by me. It's like, I, there's a reason why we don't, you have a journal or a diary, like, and, and most people don't open it and read it because it's supposed to be just for you. And like, sometimes I read people's posts and I'm just like, this is a diary entry that I don't need to read. Like, you know, like, we don't need to read every little thing that's going on in your world. And some people are just oversharers. I think it's a lot of younger, younger people will learn to overshare right when they first start social media. But then also I've noticed older people will when they first get on social media, too. They're like, oh, this is interesting. Let me share every little piece of information or drama about my life. And like every once in a while, I have no problem. But some people, it's like right. every day, I feel like they're, they're giving you like their... their 3,000 word journal entry and I'm like oh yeah yeah and it's never anything fun so they're doing that it's not a fun like oh my god this is a cool story it's that's a bummer that's a boomer opinion you guys agree with thank you yeah Yeah. Yeah. you know I do agree with that one All right. um this one is my big one oh my god I love this one and I'm so happy that other generations agree with this Screw touchscreens. I want physical buttons especially in the car oh no that's my big one touchscreens all the way 
You know, I don't. I, I kind of miss the buttons in the car because oh. sometimes you just want to hit that button, but you're not looking, and then you just like then you realize you're just tapping like the vent. You're <laughs> like, wait a second, that's not. <laughs> that's never happened station. to me. No, no. Oddly enough, like I love the touchscreen because it's so easy to just navigate real quick, as opposed to buttons trying to figure out which button does you know, what. I'll tolerate the touchscreens, but do we need to have the mouse on the console? Like, you know, I like how like some of the new fancier cars like have like the, the little scroll wheel. That's I, like, yeah, what do we need that, that for? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that. Oh, uh, I miss well, the old days. We just rolled up windows and you <laughs> clicked a button to change a station. <laughs> Yeah, there's an advantage to basically being able to, with your fingers, ascertain what you're doing without having to use your other senses. That sense of touch, which is especially in the car, I know exactly where my, what my radio, where my radio button is, where my heater is, where all the things that I need to do to turn heat on, turn it off. I know how to do all that in my car. I can't do that on a touchscreen. I literally have to take my eyes off the road to look at the touchscreen. That's my only complaint, is that you don't have to, with buttons, Danny, once learn. I get it. Once you learn where they are, that's a little bit of a curve. But once you do it, then you don't have to take your eyes off the road to turn your heat on. Although I will say I wish I had a smarter car that had a touchscreen because when the car is off and the little brother gets into my car and pushes all the buttons and moves everything around, it, I'm all screwed up now. But if it's a touchscreen, it turns off when the car is off. He can't mess with it. Well, that's one solution. You just tie the kid up. Yeah. I've, I've tried. That kid is diseased. Just tighten up that seatbelt. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, Double wrap him. He's, yeah, he's a uh, Here's another opinion that uh, baby boomers have that other generations agree with. See if you guys do. I hate going to concerts and seeing everyone with their phones up. Yeah. yeah. That's but then we're all guilty of it. We Although, are. I just wish someone wouldn't spend the entire concert yeah. filming yeah. every single song. Like, get a couple pictures, grab a video. I get the memory, and you want to put it on your socials and stuff. But you don't need to bootleg the entire concert. Yeah, yeah, I make a conscious effort. So, like, my favorite song, I'll record, like, the first minute, and then phone goes back in the pocket, yeah. and I leave it that way. Or if you want to film the show, kind of keep it closer to your chest. Yeah. Like, or everyone picks it up over their head, and mm-hmm. then next thing you know, you're staring at their video screen watching the concert through their cell phone or like, stand at the back like just yeah. stand at the back of the the you know what i mean ah it's annoying or you know just don't go and wait for someone else to give you the video yeah, that sure you want to watch that's what i often do i'm like man oh i wish i would have filmed that or video recorded it and i realized it's, it's i'm sure if i just go look on youtube it's going to be there and sure oh, as yeah. it's always there but then there's always somebody singing along to it just kind of ruining it oh, i like that <laughs> i like their song singing their rendition yeah. okay much nicer <laughs> there's another opinion of boomers that other generations are agreeing with i will never own an e-reader nothing <laughs> compares to a real book agree you know what's funny about that is i i literally see people using e-readers on the plane and it makes me so angry Mm-hmm. I'm like, get a book out. Come on. You don't need that stupid Kindle. Just don't read. Then you don't have to worry about this. That works, too. See, you have the real solution. Yeah. yeah. I see people with yeah. books like books. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you yeah. watch videos. How about this one? I want to read articles online without entering an email, creating an account, and giving out my phone number. Yep. Right? Dude, sometimes you're just, like, you're just like, I just want to get this thing. And then it's like they put you through all these prompts. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. What do you? What more do you want from me? And then you're yeah. paying four ninety nine a month for the for whatever newspaper that I you just, don't want to read. Just, yeah, exactly. Or one dude, it was so dumb. I was like about to get like the, this pair of pants I saw on a Facebook targeted ad. And I'm like, oh, well, this is great. Like they're like joggers for like just lounging around the house. And I'm like doing. I'm like, all right, let me buy it. And then I realized I almost clicked on it and didn't read the small print. And I was about to agree to a monthly subscription to this company. Yep. Oh and I'm like, oh my gosh. 
I know a company you're talking yeah. about because I'm almost in the exact yeah, same Yeah, like, thing. this is too good of a deal, $19. It's yep. supposed to be the most comfortable pants ever. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm going to drop $19 for the most comfortable pants ever. Yep. And then it's like, oh, by clicking on this, you agree to paying $59 a month or something along there those you lines go. for subscription. The most comfortable payment ever. Right. Yep. I like that this one. I, I This one just happened to me, and uh, it wasn't me, but it was my wife that went into the boomer moment. Using apps for everything is annoying, like going to Disney World and not being able to do anything, oh. including eat, unless you use the app. Yeah, Disney World is all about the app now. I, you know, I, I I don't like having to download a different app for everything, but once you actually get into it, the convenience of it, I True. actually do really like. Yeah. Well, we were in a restaurant, and my wife, we, we, and this is how they had us use our phone. Like, if you don't have a cell phone, it was like, what do you do? We went to a restaurant, and you know how normally you get, like, a, a big pole with a number on it when they bring your food out to you? And they go, here, here, take number 50, go get your food. They were like, uh, yeah, go to your table and go scan the QR code on your table, and we'll bring the food to you. And it was like, no problem for me because I have a phone. But I'm, Kathy was like, I don't always bring my phone. What will I do? What do you do for people like me? If, you know, if they go, oh, we'll find you. But it was just like, it is interesting that they're just like, this is how we're doing it. We're just assuming you all have phones. But as it turns out, there are a lot of people outside of Boomers that go, do we not? Can we just not use our phones for everything? Can we keep them in our pocket and find a way for you to get me, like, my food the old-fashioned way? Do I have? Do I need a phone to get into our building? Oh, turns out, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's oh man. Oh, that's just so, I, I love that. You know what? Pretty much for most of these, you guys agreed. You non-boomers agreed with me, the boomer, that the complaint was legit. I love this. Thank you. I'm validated. It's a good day. Now, on Friday, it was a good day for Steve as he did get this one right. What animal does cashmere come from? Uh, from sheep. Nope. Goat. Yes. Ah. Thank you. <laughs> That's what she was waiting for. All right. She was laughing in anticipation of uh, one of your best impressions. You want a shot at beating Steve? Call our new number, 206-803-ROCK. That's 206-803-ROCK. We'll play Beat Migs at 847. Today's podcast was brought to you by Travis Gagne, bankruptcy attorney. He's here right now and has agreed to answer more of your questions about bankruptcy. Here's a question from a listener. Uh, my house is currently in foreclosure. I've stopped making payments. What can I do to save my house? If you're already in foreclosure behind on your mortgage, you can stop the foreclosure by filing a bankruptcy. There's different types of bankruptcy. Chapter 13 can help you catch up on your house payments if you're behind. It would mean that you'd have to start making your house payments again and catch up on the amount that you're behind over five years. You could also take off or strip off your second mortgage, which would help you to reduce your housing payment every month, especially once you're done with the plan and done catching up on your first mortgage. We could also try to buy you some time in the more in the in by filing a Chapter 13 case. Filing a Chapter 13 would definitely stop your foreclosure. Thanks, Travis. If you have more questions about bankruptcy, you can reach out to Travis anytime at ChooseTheRightChapter.com. That's ChooseTheRightChapter.com. And thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.